And I'm saying, man, a man is his greatest when his fire is burning. Mm -hmm. He's the best man he can be to any woman. But boy, when you bring him in the house and sit him down, he got to beat her. <laughs> man, you put his, his fire ain't burning. And so what happens is it becomes an inner suffering. Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Follow me, the Diary of the Strong Black People. I'm here again in the rabbit hole, and I got two special guests once again in the building. I got my boy, Chef Ove, back in the building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 that nigga wasn't ready. Hey, no, 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 listen, 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 listen. I don't, I don't know why I did that. In my mind, <laughs> listen, in my mind, I was getting ready to say something else, and then I just caught myself. I was like, oh, let's bring it back so Hey, bro. Ooh, shit, that hey. nigga wasn't ready. It's okay, okay, go back guys. To mic, bitch. Hey, I told you. <laughs> it goes back to not realizing that motherfucking no, mic right now. Mentally, I was ready. I think it just came out a little different. It's all good. But, you know, they listen to the last one. They know who they are. I mean, you know who I am. I was on the last one. You, you know my dog, Chef OV, is back in the building. <laughs> Thank you for coming back, my boy. Of course, brother. Hey, Anytime, it's bro. always it's always a privilege to have you in the presence, bro, because it's always a good laugh. Appreciate bro. it, bro. It's always a good laugh. But all right, for for who we got today, man, let's just hope that goes a little better. But you know, oh, <laughs> uh, this is a guy, man, that um, growing growing up in high school, man, I'll never forget when bro came to Groves and um, he was a new football play on the team, man, from another city. And, you know, when you're in high school, most people come from the same middle school or their schools are very close to each other or we play Little League together. So everybody kind of know everybody. Um, but this guy, nobody knew who the hell he was. And when we say he stepped on that football field, man, and was a complete beast, when we say, hey, run through a wall, we coming behind you, we really mean, hey, you go first and we coming right behind you. But we know that wall going down and we got you. And uh, uh, just a genuine person that he's always just had a good heart, even as a child. Um, I'll never forget when you you had the asthma attack, bro. And uh, that scared the shit out of a lot of us. And we didn't really realize as kids, how dangerous that is, and if it would have went the, another way, how that would have affected us, that you wouldn't have made it out of that. We just think an asthma attack is just something like, oh, that's not serious. But an asthma attack, man, after a while, if we don't get the help that you need, bro, you could have died. And that kind of shook us up a lot. And then you ended up leaving, and we kind of really – as high school kids, we we move on from when the kid moves out your neighborhood or they go to another school or out of the city. And we Facebook, thank God for Facebook, MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, things like that. 
that can keep a person in contact with people that you've never, you know, talked to in a while, especially Facebook. And we're able to follow each other and keep up with each other's lives, whether we commenting or, or inboxing, you know, we're able to see a person live day by day. If they choose to post that bitch, we I've seen I've basically raised some people's kids on Facebook. Like we watch them, you know, take their first step, hear their first words. We cheering them on in the comments like go, Junior, go like that is the beauty of having social media, especially Facebook, to, to be able to keep in contact. And we we take it so lightly and we take it for granted, knowing that it's at our fingertips. And we sometimes really don't even take advantage of knowing that these people we need to keep in contact with because when they're gone, they're gone. And you don't want any regrets to feel like you should have said something. And if you have something happen that you didn't correct it and make it right. But before I keep going on and on, man, this brother here, man, is 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 definitely. I'm glad you hit me up. I'm so excited, just like bro, vague that you're getting your podcast together too, and you're one that came to me talking about that too. And I'm so excited, man, to have you on to come to, you know, the FWM podcast and the Rabbit Hole to be able to promote your stuff, your business with the podcast and your regular business that helps you out in your regular life, man. I'm just so ecstatic that you chose me and I can't wait for people to to hear what you have for them. And guys, you know, this is Mike Higgins, man. Welcome to the Rabbit Hole, brother. And I appreciate it, man. Um, Long time no see, mm-hmm. once again. Um, I pretty much... Got in the welding because I was working at Walmart, the shopping center. Became a manager, you know, kind of made my way through the ranks. Didn't end up um, appreciating them because, well, they didn't end up appreciating me off of the hard work that I was putting in for the company. So I kind of went home. I was pissed off, like always, like everybody always get. And I was watching YouTube and... One thing led to another. This commercial kept coming on about welding. Mm-hmm. So it was like, are you tired of this company disrespecting you, not getting the respect that you want? Um, you tired of like having to work on a schedule? Why not go try welding school at Tulsa Welding School? So oh, they got your ass. Yeah, they got. Cause I was in there talking back to the TV well, like they, I'm crazy. They sold your ass. <laughs> I about three of those. Yeah. <laughs> last night. Yeah. Like, I was, I was, I was you, like, hey, I was about to go to You tired of making low wages? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm tired of that. Walmart, I just, Walmart, I'm just, Walmart was really <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you must yeah, be like, like you know, I'm done. Man, look, it got to the point I was working 12-hour, 13-hour shifts, not calling out. My manager changing my schedule up. He doing what he want to do with it. I got to be there because I got a son to support. At the time, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do to take care of that little man because once my little man got there, it no longer became about me. Mm-hmm. It came about him. So I was there acting a fool with the TV. Thank God wasn't nobody there to see me acting up. I filled out the application, signed it in. They hit me back the next morning. It was like, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, if everything y'all saying in this commercial legit, I'm done. She was like, well, um, I can set you up for an interview. 
It was like May 12th or something. So I was like, bet. I was like, I got vacation time. I'm ready to burn it. I put that weekend. We did. Me and the girl, that's my old lady now. We went. Uh, we looked at the school. They was telling me about all the money I can make, how fast I can make it. I was like, man, just show me with a sign that I'm done. They filled out my pill, everything. We got to that last meeting of the day. They was like, now you sure you want to do this? I was like, look, man, I told you. If I'm going to start off making anywhere from 60K to 100K, that's more than a dollar. I'm done. Uh, started school my birthday, August 16th. 2015. God, uh, I met this instructor. He was like, man, you know anything about wealth? And I was like, hell no, I'm hoping you're going to teach me. I was like, I'm down. I was like, shit, I don't even know what wealth is do. I was just lost. So he was like, well, I'm going to take you up under my wings. So the first phase was like, stick wealth. He was over there scratching the thing. Scratching the thing. He was like, you need me to show you again? I was like, nah, I got it. Now step away. He stepped away. I struck that first B. I welded. The uh the flux came up off of it. He was like, damn, I ain't never seen nobody do that on the first try. Ever since then, I was like, I'm ready to get this money. So it took me seven months to graduate. I graduated with a, a 3.6 GPA. The only reason why I graduated with a 3.6 GPA was because I went home to propose to my wife, who I'm with now. And that's what knocked me down. So now I'm a certified welder. I'm fired what I do. I got everything on my um, Facebook, which is Michael Hagen's Welding and Fabricating. I make roses, dog boxes, anything dealing with metal I can do. It don't take no time. And you paying me for the quality and the knowledge that I know how to do. So that's what I do with that. But also, what has took me to other avenues, I used to work for this company named Milliken, which then shut down, but they paid for me to go to school for a uh, maintenance mechanic and electric, um, electrical, uh, maintenance um, person as well. So, um, school went like six months. I got certified. I ended up graduating that with a 3.9 and now I can wire up panels, any kind of thing that dealing with electrical, anything dealing with motors, I can fix them. And I just thank God for wealth because I went from making $13 an hour to $110 an hour with wealth. So it's like, it's a bunch of ways to make money through wealth. And I preach to everybody, stop going to a college and go to a trade school. Trade schools are where it's at. Uh, Two years ago, I grossed at $150,000 in one year. So it's money in it. You just got to be able to get work. When your mind's out on the job, do it. First and foremost, the way that these niggas kept asking you, you show you want to do this. Um, That sounds like some shit that even the military should be asking. Like, I ain't even heard a nigga got pressured like that, that, that asked that many times. Yes, like, the military, I'm thinking you about to go to war, brother. Like, you show, like, like y'all shooting each other with this shit. Nah, it's because it's dangerous, one. We don't see it being dangerous. Fighting a war is dangerous, bro. It it is, but you can die over here. We're not fighting a war. But I ain't never thought I can die well then. Well, yes, you can. I mean, yes, you can die at anything, bro. But these these dudes asking you, bro, you sure? 
Well, it's like it's like this. Like if I would have got on the pipeline, yeah, that's like something real serious. Ooh. Those cash made anywhere from sixty five dollars an hour <laughs> to like a hundred and ten dollars an hour. With one hundred and sixty five dollars a day per diem, one hundred and seventy five dollars a day per diem, two hundred twenty five dollars a day per diem, and all that's money tax free. But the reason why it's so dangerous is because you got a gas going through this pipe, and you got to weld it up. And if you mess up and do something wrong that you thought you knew how to do, and that blow up, you're not only gonna kill yourself, but you're gonna kill your crew that's around. And this sounds like the only job that actually pays for you, for your danger. Like, you know how jobs would, you'd be like, um, like how when COVID hit, a lot of the essential workers was like, okay, if we the only ones that can't stay home, are y'all going to pay us hazardous pay? I mean, when you say $110 an hour in this field, how you saying it, how Niz asking you, are you sure? This sounds like the money is lining up with the risk and you don't find too much of that. But I think I think that, that's probably why they was actually though. Well, it's because people automatically think, "Well, I can make money," but they never they never take a part of like uh, the the danger that part. come with it. Yeah. And, and see that that's another thing that they teach you while you're going to school for. They give you a safety and hazard class to let you know how dangerous it is. And like we started off with like ninety students in my class, mm-hmm. but when we graduated, it was only thirty three because mm-hmm. they didn't take it serious when we was going through it, and they realized. Well, damn, this is really dangerous because we had a dude get locked up while we in like welding. He messed around and he did something where he didn't have the right shoes or his uh boots, mm-hmm. steel toes was showing. He ground it off. And we had to use a shovel to knock him loose. Cause they always tell you, don't use yourself, pick up something that's insulated. And if you gotta break his shit, break it. Get him off. To of try it. to save his life. Yeah, to save his life, because you know that can cause your heart to beat. Right. Mm-hmm. And funny story, I was at JCB working, me trusting somebody that graduated from Ogeechee Tech. I'm thinking this man know what he doing. I say, look, I'm going to hold these two pieces together. All I need you to do is tack in the middle. I'm thinking he know what he doing. I'm holding it. My gloves wet. He, instead of him going in the in the corner where both of them meet at, he goes through the front plate of the cab. It goes into my hand. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was locked up for like 30 minutes and it wasn't nothing but like two seconds. So you couldn't move. I couldn't move. Was I was stuck. Shot. I was stuck until he let it go. And when he let it go, it threw me. Like threw me off of it. So once it threw it off me, they was like, you all right? I'm like, I'm all right, but my goddamn shoulder ain't all right. They was like, no, nah, we got to send you to urgent care. They got to make sure your heart beat didn't go irregular. Because mm-hmm. if it go irregular, that's going to cause you to have a heart attack. Gotcha. So I went, got checked, came back. You know, the next day they had that good old cup waiting on me. Pissed him. Yeah, pissing his cup. I pissed in the cup, kept my job. But the crazy thing was, you pissed me. Why you didn't piss the man that got me hurt? Because because the man that got hurt, the man that got you hurt is not going to try to claim unemployment. He's not going to, he's not the insurance liability. You are because you're the one who got hurt. Now, you should have thought in your mind that not to ask anybody to help you out anyway, unless A, you should have known who to ask, which is probably the instructor. Never trust a student that's still, no matter where they graduated, the 
the one that you can, that blame can be solely on, that you can be like, why did they piss him? Is the instructor. They can't never go to the student because no matter how much he knew before he got there, all y'all are the same. You're so right. they can't look at him no higher than you, whether unless he's the instructor, unless he's the dean, unless he's the whatever over the students. But as a student, it's an equal. And you should have never really trusted somebody your equal because he just tiptoed away and was like, I don't need to get pissed. That motherfucker can get pissed. If I can get away from this, God willing for him. But on me, I got to save my job. Good thing. You were good with your piss. Good thing you was, you know, straight and narrow. Cause bro, that could have cost you your job trusting another person that you don't know and don't even know, and a person that's gonna be thinking himself. You're right. You know what I'm saying? But like that shit sound real dangerous. And um, I, I and, and it's crazy because as a as a um as a person with a CDL, um, going into that, they don't ask you that. And that shit dangerous. They don't ask me how you show. Well, I'm say you want to come to school, cool. They'll let your motherfucking ass jump behind that truck. Yeah, and, and I'm talking about, bro, I never drove a tractor a day in my life. I've never drove a stick shift a day in my life. Not only that, you have to double clutch in a truck. Not just when you grind this one, mm. no, you, mm, mm, mm. so it's a rhythm. So if you've never even clutched a regular one, you have to learn how to. Double clutch. Man, when I tell you, that probably was the hardest thing that I'm like, why would I, if I've never done this shit before, what the fuck am I doing? Like, y'all niggas ain't got no automatics nowhere. <laughs> I I put myself and others in there. So you had to really learn, like, for me, being honest, if you like the situation that you was in, a motherfucker asked me to help out with some shit. Nigga, I know I've never done this before. You come ask me to do something, I'll be like, hey, bro, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, is this something that you can walk me through as I'm helping you? Because if not, bro, I'm not about to put you and me in danger shit. I'm about to put you in danger if you would have not locked up and you would have shot back on him. But you going to hurt both of us. Yeah. And you heavy. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I can't. I got to be honest. Yeah. Like, and, and people have to be honest when you don't know. Don't so be you- afraid to say I pass on that because I don't know. I do all the time. It's fun. I do all the time. It's fun. That's a great, bro. I don't know what that is. And I mean... Even if you do know, if you don't feel like it... I just don't feel like it. I feel it's honest, though. Bro, it is honest, honest, bro. I don't feel like it. It's honest. Why not? And and then at my jobs, they always ask, you know how to do this? First thing I say is, nope. I don't know how to do it. They come back. They try to figure it out. I already know what the problem is. I watched them for a few minutes. Then I said, "Look, man, all you got to do is unhook that wire, hook this wire, be good." Now you just now that part you just an asshole. No, because so you lied. Yeah, no, that's no, lying. No, you no, an no, asshole. No, no, because all right, sometimes you may think you know what you're doing, and you may know what you're doing, but it's a part that they know what they doing, and they just not gonna tell you. They gonna look at you. They just and, want somebody to do it for yeah, them. They and, want somebody to walk them through some shit because they don't feel like actually doing the extra step yeah. to figure or, out. Or if it falls back and it's wrong, it's going to be saying, like, hey, yeah. well, that's what Mike told me. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I, well, that goes back to him trusting the other dude to help him out. You can't, even if Mike told him to do it wrong, they're not going to look at it and say, well, 
oh, well, Mike, you told him to do wrong. Bro, you're a grown adult. Why are you going to listen to another? Yeah. Another yeah. student, another employee. If you need help, come ask us. So but you can't but, use that. But it's some people that, that's, that, yeah. that know what they're talking about. Yeah, Even yeah. If they, they don't it don't matter. It, uh, uh, an insurance liability, that don't matter. It will, it, right will, it will only, when an insurance policy kicks in, the only immunity and that's off of you, that they don't go to you, is, is the person that is over you, that have given you direction, someone who has been training you, someone who is in that position of your supervisor or somebody, a manager. If the manager walked you through that and you didn't know exactly what to do and you had to follow their directions, then they are the ones that they have to go like, hey, he told you he did. He came to you because he didn't know. And you did. So instead of you going behind and actually you asking somebody over you, we got you in this position because at the end of the day, you keep the middleman for the motherfuckers coming to us. That's why you in a leadership position. So that goes back to that dude. That why di- hold on. But the difference with that with Weldon, and I hate is this way with Weldon, it's about like what you with your CDL. You got CDLs and this man and this other truck got CDLs and this other guy CDLs. So therefore, y'all took a state test and passed it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Weldon. All us got this paper saying we certified we took these being tests. We know how to do it. So when they hire you, they make you take a well test and they also make sure you got that paperwork. So once you, so that paperwork gets them out the woods. An entry, uh, yeah. entry, entry test. Yeah. Like so, to, to know so, the basics. Yeah. So yeah. that, that attack well is a basic well. It's like you have this torch with a trigger and you point it and you press it and it tags it. And you release it. Me personally, if you gonna call yourself a welder, period, I don't care what kind of weld you do. Attack well is basic. I can get my son to do attack well. Okay. That's how simple it is. But the thing was, him being a veteran, him, uh, the person that got me messed up, they kind of skated him through as in, we gonna help a veteran out. We gonna pass him through, give him this paperwork. He get hired. It's all good. Me thinking that in order for you to have this job, I know you know how to work because I had to take that test. He had to take that so test. You just assuming that he should already know all this stuff. Yeah, because he passed the test. And that's, and that's bad, huh? That's bad. Yeah, that's but, terrible. But but see, I read that one moment. That's terrible. Hold on, but that one moment. Taught me not to trust nobody. Yeah, I was just about so, to say that is so, terrible. I so, hope you learned your lesson. No, it's not. No, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's, no. kind of that's terrible. In your, let's be real though. In your mind, if somebody else has had the same job as you, you're thinking like, oh, they they qualified just as much as I am. But y'all are equal. So, Ovey, so let's check this. If you Maybe don't I'm know, if you don't know, right? If you don't know, and a person is again on your same level. Yes, they may know you. So let me ask you this. What in your mind that, again, you just asking somebody, hey, do you know what's going on? Like, can you help me? But what what would what would in your mind get you to think, yeah, I can trust this person that knows something? Is it knowing that he done been working for this for 20 years that you feel like that he should know? Because I feel like also with 
I can understand people who have been doing that job for 20 years. Some people just don't want to move up in higher positions. They're just comfortable with being here. And it's just that old head that's been there for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? But when a nigga that just been there five years and it's just like, I'm always going to ask the manager first. I just can't. It just, me, me personally. I, I agree with it a little bit, kind of, somewhat. Because I just believe human nature is to rush through something. Or to human error, and I just, I just, I know human error. Have you met somebody that's been in that been in the game five well, years, four years, and they really, and they do really well? Yeah, but that, that's the thing I was about to touch on. All right, I'm about to give you another scenario. I was working for Great Name, which left from Savannah and came to Statesboro. So my manager, who you said that's who you would go to, he doesn't know how to well appear. But why the fuck he your manager? But that's what people do because you have manager skills. They will put you in that position even though you don't know how to do it. And how job. you know that is because when you can tell by them not knowing is when you ask them to do something, they just be like, man, just go do this, 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 this. That's how you know they really don't know. For people who are leaders, just like how you said you would do, Okay, you so would go and do it. Yeah. And as a manager, a you would go and be like, let me show you. Right. For, but for a motherfucker who don't know, as a manager, manager. just be like, go do this. You be like, boy, hold on. Two, I ain't doing this shit at all. Things, I ain't doing this shit at all. But, 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 look, but look, also, you have managers that will fake the phone because that's how they got where they was at. But that's the same thing. He's faking no, no, the phone. No, what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. He would say, all right, I'll do it. Okay. And he'll pick up the stuff, put it on like he know what he's doing. Okay. And then he'll get enough. And he might get lucky this one time. Okay. And then the next time you come back to him, it's like, I don't even know what I did. So he's winging it every time. Yeah. He, he really like, winging yeah, it yeah, and hoping yeah, that it like, works. Yeah. He's like, well, maybe I can get by. He but he's not saying it out loud. Yeah. He's just okay. saying it to himself. Okay. I already got the machine side because he got it already signed. You get what I'm saying? Only thing I got to do is pick it up, put the helmet on, look, press a button. Oh, it worked. But I, but, I, guess, I guess that comes from back me as a person. If somebody did that, then just how I naturally am, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask them. How did you, you do that? You do that so I, I won't have to come back. That's the no, next step of realizing that they don't know. Tell me the second time. Yes. Then we got a big no, issue. No, but the thing is, and well, that when you're working in an industrial plant like JCB, you doing the same thing over and over, but sometimes you ain't got enough hands to do what you need to do. It's just so redundant. you got to call somebody over while you holding a mallet with two hands, pushing something in to get tapped. And you thinking, well, he know what he doing because I done seen this man working over here. And when I seen him work, it was in glimpses. Like I wasn't able to sit down and watch him do the job. I was just there to see him light it up while I'm dropping my hood to do what I got to do. Okay, so let's let's go back to the first scenario that you gave us. Because I think, now, you, you like you said, let me give you another yeah. scenario. Okay, the second scenario that you gave us, are you saying that these line up together or are you just giving us another scenario to say, let me just give you something different? Well, I'm, give, I'm giving you another scenario just saying that they put these leaders in place and they can fake the phone to get by how they been doing the whole time they been there. Cause I asked you this because I, my question is the first person that you asked to help you, 
did you ever see this nigga get somebody out of that type of situation? Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. Because you said Wait, hold that. on, hold on. And his job, okay. which is uh, pretty much when the cab is done, <laughs> he's supposed to repair anything that's messed up. So if I know you know how to repair it, you should know how to put a tack in a spot. Because repairing, you got to cut stuff loose. You got to grind it down. You might have a gap that big that you got to fill. So he's doing this. So if he can do that, I know he can tag. Yeah, he should be able to tag. But the next the next couple weeks later, I really find out the man didn't know what he was doing. So I stopped bothering him altogether because he couldn't do a he couldn't do a downhill well. And like a downhill well is like one of the most easiest wells to do with a MIG well. Okay. And if you can't do that, you might as well pack up your stuff and stop welding all together because it's not going to work. Which, matter of fact, he doesn't weld anymore. Maybe you help him out. No, if he don't weld no more. That's what I'm saying. The realization that he should Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> this is what he way over his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, hey, you may, hey, may want to go back... You might say, hey, bro, you might do this, then. You may yeah, want to go back to customer doing. service. You might do something. Yeah, and see, like I told him, and I explained to him after I had to do the well for him, like, bro, you're a retired vet. You need to push on. Like, enjoy your check, live your life. This ain't for you. And like another thing, like truck drivers, another thing that's dangerous that y'all don't think about. Those bridges that y'all drive on, how you think they got put up? Hey, listen. I'm gonna take a guess and say maybe y'all. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm gonna take I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take a wild going guess with that. Cause yeah. I see some because I feel like he's going there. Nigga, so maybe I don't <laughs> think it's just a brick mason, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I think nigga, I see some sparks flying up on 516 yeah, so, if I'm driving <laughs> late at night. I see them niggas doing it. Wild guess, so, but you know, yeah, but so, but even with that, I just so okay. This is how, and I guess this is how the reason why it's not that I'm pushing back so far off of it is like because in my line of business, I have come into bro when I first started being in tight situations in that truck parking spots of trying to get into areas, and I asked a nigga who I knew that's a vet. They be like, he telling me, go turn here, turn da da da, turn your wheel this way. And be like, hey man, I ain't gonna front, bro. You do this shit for me. And niggas be like, no, but I ain't getting in your truck, nah. I hey, cause if something fuck up, that's on me. So we know, like, so in school, you ask the instructor. But when you out on your own and you doing whatever, you know this nigga know what it, you know what I'm saying? You know niggas who that been doing this, especially them old niggas. Yeah. Them boys down doing driving with their feet. Like, they know how to float some shit. They know how to... I done seen a nigga, you know what I'm saying, stop at the sign, bruh, in Walmart warehouse, knowing that it's, he's pulling up to the stop sign to park it to get out to open up his boss. I done seen a nigga step out this bitch, and that shit was still moving. And as soon as he stepped his foot on the step to jump out, that bitch just stopped on brakes. Like, I seen niggas smooth like that. I've seen a nigga just park his truck... As of just sitting, standing outside that motherfucker and let his finger just turn the wheel, bruh. Like, I know niggas, and they still would be like, no, nigga, that's your truck. Yeah, because that's your responsibility. That's your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. So that's why when you said, y'all need to trust each other that much with welding, brother, you don't understand how you just opened up the conversation with us where the niggas will repeatedly ask you if this is what you want to do. Yeah, truck well, driving is dangerous, and niggas ain't kept asking you in the recruiters. 
It's just you show this what you want to do. So for y'all to trust each other that much to help with that and how you could have did, bro, trucking to trust another nigga in your truck too, like that's dangerous. But for you to trust him up, that's why I'm I'm like I couldn't do it. That just sounds too risky. Well, the nigga in the truck think it's risky. I know that's risky. Well, well, see the thing is, like I said, you build relationships, and the longer you work around somebody, you start to really figure out what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. I got partners that know how to do a lot. Matter of fact, shout out to my boy Sam Lowe. Y'all might know him yeah. from Wendy Groves. Yeah. That's my ace. He can weld. He can weld his ass off just like I can weld my ass off. And he'll, he'll call me and be like, Mike, I got a situation. I know you've been welding for a minute. Booty, boot the boot. Help me do this. And uh, i return the favor later. So at the end of the day, I got people that I can rely on that I work with, that I know they know what they doing. Uh-huh. It's just that one instant that 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 was that teaching moment. Yeah. Don't ask nobody that don't know what they doing. If you ain't watched them do it, don't bother. But yeah. it also helps me with when I have to bring somebody in to help me work. Uh-huh. It helps me pick them out. Like, all right, I know you don't know what you're doing. You just you talk a big game, but you don't know what you're doing. So I, I'm just going to be politely and just say, man, I can't use your help. You know what I'm saying? Like, but my job is so easy. It gets to the point where if I got a big job and I ask you to come help, nine times out of 10, you just going to hold something in place and I'm going to pay you good money just to hold something and talk to. Them. That's it. Mm. Cause I love what I do. It's no longer a job. It's a hobby. Yeah. And that's what my business is. It's more so of a hobby for me, but it's a job to y'all. And I, um, Merrotech, it's a new company in Statesboro. I helped them set up the assembly lines. Mm-hmm. Two hours worth of work, three hours worth of work at the most, I made $875. Just like that. And what took so long was unpacking the, the equipment I needed to do the job. And the welding was like, I grind, weld, Done. They cut me my check. I load my stuff up. I get out of their face. Simple as that. Truck drivers. I deal with a lot of them. Um, axle break, something mess up with a, a trailer split. I come, grind it, repair it. $800, $900. Sometimes I can get away with $2,000. I need you to help a motherfucker out. My muffler, I've been having, hey, I done had two instances where they had to weld that muffler. Like, when the exhaust come by, like, a person like you, that helps out tremendously. Like, because that motherfucker, when that bitch crack, all that exhaust come out that bitch, I'm talking about it look like a choo-choo train. Well, the problem with that is they don't clean it. Mm-hmm. Preparation is the key with everything you do. Okay. That goes a long way. I learned it in life with football. I'm learning it with welding. I'm learning it when I have my kids. Preparation is everything. So when you come to like a crack on your pipe. Mm-hmm. If I don't clean it and I just get out there hook grounds to it and I weld it, nine times out of ten, you're going to call me back because it's okay. not going to hold. Okay. It's not clean. A lot of people, So they just weld it back together and they just don't clean it for whatever backed up was already coming through it. No. what? All right, so basically, if I get to your pipe and they got a crack there, if I don't pull out a grinder and I don't open that hole up and I don't clean it and all that, then welded, uh, I didn't do my job. That's why I came apart. 
And they not they not gonna do they not gonna tell you that because they making money off of you or your company. They telling y'all come on back. Because mm-hmm. the more it break, they gonna try to blame it on you. And if you don't know it, it's like a woman going to a car dealership, don't know nothing about cars. She go get, they telling her all this BS about this car and they getting her hopes up. They letting her sit in it, test drive and all that. She in love with it. Now she calling you. What's the first thing you going to say? Yeah, well, nah, wait, I come up there yeah. and listen to this car run. Wait, I come up there. They trying to, why, why you telling her that and hurt you, they telling her and the other you, nah, you don't need him to come up here. Come on in here. If you like it, we can get you approved. Mm-hmm. They they baiting her up to think. Oh yeah, I she gonna operate off of emotion. The one thing, and I sold cars for six years, boy, and I used to love that boy. Even when a woman is with her husband or her boyfriend, well, I'm talking about get her so excited, and then she looking at the nigga like, "Come on," cause he was like, "I don't know," and I'd be like, "Man, but bro, it's a really really good deal." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you heard him. It's a really good deal." I'm like, "It really is." I mean. You can you can find you can comb through this with a fine tooth comb, but I'm telling you, it's a good deal. But you look her dead in the eye, you look her in the eye, so she can look at him. Yeah, because you don't look at him, you look at her. You make her feel that (laughs) the energy that you give her, she about to give it to him. Forget what he gonna say. Forget what she gonna tell him. You know, if I don't get what I want, you ain't gonna get what you want. Listen, yeah, (laughs) and I got to get this bread. So, baby, look, tell that man. And I and I used to feel bad for him because it's like, bro, like I don't want to start issues in the household about this and start a divide. But what did you come here for? This is my place of employment. This is how I make money. I can't care about how you gonna hear an earful from her when you go home. You should have if you should have put your foot down as a man and told her. If we don't know what we gonna go get, and we already know the research behind it, and we going to pick what we want to just drive off, we just we just doing the numbers and to move out. Don't bring your ass to a car lot. Stop coming to a car lot saying you shopping around. Cause when that woman gets excited about something, oh, you leaving with you leaving with it, even <laughs> if it's a it's a even if you don't agree with it. Cause if you're not leaving with it, you better be ready. Huh? For what happens when you get the fuck home. Yeah, unless, like, and this is what I tell my wife. You don't know nothing about cars, but you look through the internet at what you want, give me the specs, and I go get it. Because if I go get it, he not about to sell me no bullshit. Because I'm opening up the hood, I'm telling him to crank the car up, let's go take this thing down the road, and we ain't just going up the street. Brother, we about to ride, on the straightaway. Yeah, we, we about, about to we, open this yeah, bitch up. We, we about to do some work. Yeah. Like, cause I got to know I ain't getting no lemon. Mm-hmm. And you're not about to fuck me with no lemon cause if I get a lemon, I'm coming to see you. Cause who got to handle the problem when it breaks? Oh yeah, the man. Always. Who gonna have to hear from when the shit that fucked up? The man. You. Yeah. So why would you sit up there and go buy the lemon and get the trouble when you could have just caught that bitch ahead of time? Yeah, and been done with it. And been done with it. And it's not even that going to let me go get it. I'm going to be present and understand that I don't give a fuck about how much pressure you putting on me. If I say no, no. that means no. If I'm telling you no, it's not that I can't afford it. It's not because I don't want you to have it. It's I'm telling you that's not a good idea. I I have picked apart. This motherfucker said something ain't right. Or I seen what's not right on me. And I'm telling you, it's knocking. 
it's not gonna drive too long because if you if you drive too long on this, this is gonna pop. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's not gonna pop. I'm fucking telling you that. Right. Don't let this man get you so emotionally drawn up with this shit that you're not logically thinking and understanding a man is trying to lead you in a direction because at the end of the day, when it goes wrong, you're not going to take accountability for that. You're going to be looking for me to solve your problem when I try to keep you away from the problem in the first fucking place. Right. I cannot stand that. Yeah. And and that's why... (laughs) Like, whatever I do, I research. And if I got to have my wife involved in it, I tell her, look, I already did all the research. We can go over this before we go. That way we both on the same page. It ain't no bullshit coming on either side. It's what we talked about. And that happens all the time. People will get to places. Your wife fussing. Go off script. Yeah. I love this girl. Yeah, like, like she ain't know what we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> like we just talked about. That ain't even free. I'm probably the worst person to take somebody to because I'm 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 super impulsive. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably get I'll probably get But but see, the thing the thing is, impulsive will get you in messed up situations. Yeah. And I'm talking about if it sounds good, you going with it, brother. If they make it sound good. It, it depends what it is, man. I, say it I don't think it's impulsive. I think you wanted it anyway. You just needed somebody to tell you some good shit about to to, yeah, to, to justify yeah. your 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 impulsive buy. So let me ask you this: Do you go somewhere and randomly not be looking for it, and somebody can talk you into it and get it? The day today, I went and bought a whole new vegetable. Okay, well you are impulsive buy. I went. You are. I you actually are went to go somewhere else and saw rooms that go across the street. And I was like, man, I'm gonna figure out, you know, just looking at beds. No, you, you want you was hoping. I was hoping it had something, but I was yeah. like, it probably won't. Okay. Walked in and I was like, uh, I'm just kind of looking around. I walked around, and then I ended up looking at this bedroom too. And he was like, hey, you know, I was like, I could use another different bed. What I uh you know, the bed. I bought the whole the, the whole bed, the whole suit. I'm talking about everything and the dining table. Was it what he said? Yeah, you said, wanted it. If it's not what he said, you wanted it, bro. You just needed a nigga to come and talk to you while you're doing this. Like, get my mind off. I got no business spending this money. I don't need you to tell me what is it. I know how good it is. I was hoping that I run into something, but I just need somebody to make me feel good about this impulsive decision that I'm about to make. So how I how I gauge that was, I was like, if it's under this mount, then I'm if it's over this amount, <laughs> that's how I gauged it. So when he came back, when he came back with the tablet, he was like, this is what it is. And I was like, fuck. Did you negotiate it? I didn't negotiate shit. I didn't negotiate shit. He came with you had in your mind and it it, it worked perfect. If it was under 10 grand, I didn't really give a fuck. I was like, fuck it. If it's under 10 grand, I'll get it. Cool. He came back. He showed me the price. I was like, okay. And I was like, cool. Let's go. But if it was over anything that, I was like, nah, I'm good. Well, see, made that nigga day. Look, I'm sure he did look, not expect that. But look, he did not expect that. He did not expect that. But that was an impulsive buy. What that it's is, not. Uh, basically, you had it's like this because I do this. If I get a fat check or something, and I'm looking like, all right, I'm about to go buy some shit, like a tool or something. Like I'm like, I've been wanting this shit. I know what it should be. 
If it's at this price, I'm getting it. If it's over, fuck so it, it I'm impulsive. not gonna get. No, it's maybe. never impulsive. It's, it's never impulsive. You wanted it. Yeah. I probably was thinking about that bill for. You was. You was. Yes. You was. Because you had a budget in your head. Yeah. You was like, if it's over this, now nah. if it if it's perfect, like you said, it came back perfect. I'm buying. You only live one, so why not? It ain't nothing but money. Because I, I said that. You did say that. I said that. Listen, but when he said you only live once, because I've been thinking about that damn bed since I brought it. And I was like, man, I should just cancel this shit. But since you say that, I'm going to keep exactly. it. Exactly. See, but, you just need justification about what the fuck you did. That's all you that's need. What I did. But look, an old guy always, I never thought about money like this until I ran into this man. When I got into maintenance, he was like, he was like, yeah, I see you keep looking at that little thing on your phone. He was like, what you waiting on? I was like, man, wh why you counting my pocket? You know, like, back <laughs> off, like, what? He was like, I'm just saying, man, hell, it's only money. Just make some more tomorrow. And when he said that, and I was like, you know what? I got this $10,000 welder. I can make $300 in a blink of an eye. He right. Fuck it. I went to order and shit. Like I had a long ass list. Then spent up the money. That man called me the next, I need you back over here. Something else done tore up. I said, oh, what was it? He told me. I said, oh yeah, that's $2,000. I done made that money back that fast. Like, it, boom, boom, boom. When you do repairs, the money comes. And it comes easy. But it got, it got, but we are, okay, and with, the things that both y'all said, and I have ways that myself, but that just sounds like it's motherfuckers who know that you're in that realm of you can do that. Don't put yourself in a position that oh, just because you want it, that you were spending and put yourself in the bind. Yeah. Neither one of, of y'all stories that y'all told that y'all had buyer's remorse because now, nigga, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna just pay my Y'all already have a budget in y'all mind of knowing what y'all can lose, and it ain't gonna tap you. You both of y'all went in with a budget. Your budget is because you can't go, you can't go over there, and if it's not there, fuck it. But y'all boys know that shit wasn't gonna put no dinner. As long as it stay there, you already ahead of time that it ain't gonna do nothing to you. And I think that's not impulsive. That's again, you just wanted it. And sometimes just to think of people just watching you spend money or you just spending money overly and you just, you start to think of it to yourself like, God damn, man, like, did I really need that shit? And cause you, and you start to think of that because people start to look at your shit and think that you got money or think, oh, well, he done went and bought another $10. It's like, so what? That does not give you the license to ask me for no money. For when I tell, when I tell you I ain't got it, Definitely. Don't be looking at my $10,000 set saying, well, you just spent it. Who gives a fuck that I just spent that yesterday? You asking me for money. And, and you know the funny thing to stop that? <laughs> a, a homeless man asked me for $2 at Wendy's. And I was like, I was like, I got something for you. I said, I got something for you better than $2. He was like, what's that? I said, I got this business card. I got some work for your ass to do Monday. And I said, I'm going to pay you good money. Now, it's up to you to do something with it. Now, if you don't do something with it, now I'm going to start coming up here bothering your little hustle, telling people I gave you the opportunity to make $300, $400. You didn't want it. Yeah. So, if you can work, and I know you can work. You got a job. I'm not giving you nothing. I'm going to 
it help you earn it. And that's the thing. All right, simple as that. That's becoming a hustle, though. Income? No, he ain't no, show no. up. I just want. I, mean, I, I was in my mind. I was like, maybe, maybe he came. You know, maybe it was, it was, it's, it was it's becoming a hustle. Yeah. Begging for money yeah, has became a hustle. <laughs> they ha- they are now begging for money under a sign that says "Need help ASAP." <clears throat> when all they had to do was just walk in that motherfucker and go in a profit. And most of the signs that saying "Hire ASAP," these are not no big corporations. So whether or not you dusty. And don't have no clothes or anything. These are jobs like fast food. Shit that my nigga, they already look crazy going in anyway. They yeah. just need to give you a uniform. Right. They just need you. They're going to give you the uniform, bruh. Right. They don't expect you to bring your own clothes. You renting a uniform from these places. Right. You just need a fucking job. And most of these motherfuckers don't shower at these jobs anyway. These fast food. It's a lot of motherfuckers who you don't realize that serving us these foods oh, yeah. that are disgusting. Oh yeah, that's why I had to pull back on a lot of fast food and cook. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Ta-da. oh, Ta-da. time out. Ta-da. I'm glad you brought that up. Ta-da. I'm glad you brought that up because, because now we have to have a conversation. Now, you remember when we said? Nope, nope, no, 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 no. Remember when we said about the working out part, right? I said I will help you out with it. Yep. I don't. I now. Well, however that you ask me, how often that you ask me to help you out to work out, that's on you. But now, but on the accountability on my end that you want to see me once a week to cook, bro, you, I want you and need you. You want me to do that shit once a week, bro? You bring your ass over here and we both be in that bitch and you show me how to be. And this is some shit that I want to do. So I need your ass to be here and we going to be in this kitchen, bro. And you going to show me, hey, bro, do this. Hey, I right, hi, now do that right there. And I'm I'm following direction. I want to do this shit. So I now I don't want to hold you to it. Now, if I'm have to, when it comes to the working out part, I'm gonna trust you at the beginning to do it on your oh, own. But if you not and if you need me, but but my thing is on my end, I want to go ahead and throw that out right now. And I need that. If you want me to do that, I'm gonna show you I can do it, but I need your help with that. And I need and I want to know if that's what you're gonna be able to do for your boy. I got you. And that's a conversation I've been needing to have, Joe ass, and I've been wanting to do it over the phone. But again, I told y'all I was busy this weekend, so didn't get to it. But that's another conversation I've been wanting to have with you. And you said that you was coming back. So I wanted to get you to kind of get yourself together before we talk about it on the phone and shit like that. But I think this is the perfect time to bring yeah. that shit up right why now. Why not hold me accountable here? Why not? Yeah, I got you, baby. Um, <laughs> you talk, why not hold me accountable this? Yeah, I, <laughs> and I, I whatever. I am asking you, my nigga. I want to do this. Like, you brought that up to me, bro. And I'm serious, like that wasn't no bullshit. And that goes back to understanding how disgusting these fast food restaurants is and understanding and wanting. I'm a, my birthday is Sunday, dog. Like, and I'm gonna be 33 years old. I have to start thinking about my health. If I'm already working out, though, the next step is to make sure that I know what I'm intaking and trusting that I know what's gonna be good for me. And I wanna stop putting that in somebody else's hands. And I want, and if I have somebody that I know that can help me out, all I can do is say, I need help. Now, the person that I ask for help is up to them if they're able to be there for me. But I am saying I need help. Now it is up to you to see, okay, if this nigga really asks for help, let me see how much help he wants. Let me see if he's still going to be on my ass about it. Because if he's not, he came and asked me. So I'm just asking you 
to be ready. And if you okay for me now, because that's going to be the thing of, hey, bro, what day? What I need? What I need to go by? What's up? What you think I should try? Or asking me, okay, so what do you think? What's easy for you? Let's start from there. I don't give a fuck what it is, but I want to start that shit. And just to throw a side note, that's experimenting for you. Exactly. So, because I'm about to start following your stuff, because like I said, I listened to the podcast last week. I love it because my New Year's resolution is me changing my diet, me getting back to working out, me doing my podcast. And me pushing my welding business. Now my wife, she does hair and stuff. She the one that did this. And um, I'm pushing her to get her stuff moving. Like, I told my wife the other day, she was like, babe, I made $1,000 in three days. I said, that's great. I made $800 in one day. Let's put this together, see what we can come up with. Y'all motivating me whether y'all know it or not, and it's making me push my wife. And I'm pushing my child. Because now I'm on both of my um teenagers. I got one getting ready to go to um Ogeechee Tech for the FANIC program. When he graduate from um high school, he's going to be making $150,000 a year before he even get out of high school. And it's only an eight-week program. So y'all motivating me to push what's going on in my household. And then what you got going on is motivating me to want to watch what you got cooked up. And I'm going to keep listening to what Justin got going on here. My nigga, we can record that shit. Yeah, but and that's you can I'm put saying. it on your page. Look. This is the be, real chef, the instructor. Yeah, yeah, I let you, nigga, I will let you, I will be your, 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 uh, your test video like for your shit. Like, yeah. nigga, showing somebody teach, use me. I don't care. But I want to learn. Yeah, because the, inf- the information that you was given, I was eating it up. I was like, damn, he making me think I got to go back to portions. I got to use certain kind of salt instead of using regular salt. I need to use sea salt and like get all the oreganos and all this stuff. And I done cut rice out. Like I'm not eating rice, my wife will tell you. I don't want no rice. I don't want no noodles. I don't want no mashed potatoes. Give me, yeah, give me vegetables. And I don't want no beef and I don't want no pork. Give me chicken or turkey. Because when I was in the military, and it's another funny thing. I had to get a, uh, a waiver for asthma to get in, get in the military. So I got in the military, passed the pulmonary function test, stepped on the scale. It was like you overweight and you had 15% body fat at the time. It was like, well, we'll weigh you again when you get the basic training. So... I end up getting like the flu and pneumonia in Chicago, some kind of magic way, and I blacked out that time. So on your exit way out, you have to uh do a whole nother physical. So they did my physical, and I was like, damn, man, you overweight, but you got 0% body fat. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, you overweight, but you 0% body fat. He, I was like, well, how do you, like, get down and wait and still be 0% body fat. He was like, there's no actual way you could do that because the way your body structure, you built muscular, so you got more muscles than normal people would have, and you can't lose that unless they deteriorate. And he was like, you don't want it to deteriorate because that's going to cause you to have to be dehydrated. 
So when um with all that being said, before I went to the military, I was like just damn, I see the full pack, but I want a six pack. Then when I when it started forming, I was like, well damn. I don't see the six. I only see post still. What's going on? But I'm about to give up. And see, I here tell you, we used to work out. We ain't had no choice. But when I got to the military, they introduced cardio. And then I did some research about that. They said cardio ain't good for you. Like cardio is gonna build muscles. It's not gonna help you get that six pack. That's why I was telling you about the ab workout and what Warren got going on. So eating plays a big part in that, one. And then two, it's the workouts that you do, like sit-ups. And I ain't talking about normal sit-ups. I'm talking about sit-ups with the medicine ball. But you got to turn left, right, put it over your head, throw it back to somebody. Um, You got another thing where you like, um, it's like six inches, but you on this uh, machine with your body turned four. And you got a, um, the cattle... Bell you just come forward yeah. and just you hold it. it back. Yeah, but you got to hold it and then go back now. And then you come up, hold it, and then go back now. All that also, is it's, it's building strength of you just holding up. Like yeah, it's, building it's, your core. it's building the core yeah. right here of you tightening up and holding. Right. So the, the exercise is the holding part. You just, when you go down, it's to go ahead and give you that break. Yeah, that contraction. To come back. Okay. Oh shit. And, and that's what's forming all that. You yeah. burning all that. Right. And see, a lot of people don't know it. And Warren thought I was playing when I say Warren. Shout out you, to Gil Scrap, man. I'm a I'ma check that out. Warren Gil Scrap, man. I, I'ma check that out for real, and, for real. And I told him I was like, bro, you really need to start recording your workouts and putting it out there because people like me that used to play football, it's like, man. I done got kids, I done got aggravated, I done forgot all that stuff we done learned. I go to work, I come home, I deal with the stuff at the house, I deal with cousins, family members, I'm everywhere. Cause I'm the, I'm the, I always been the type of person. If you call me, say, Mike, I need your help, I'm not gonna turn it down. I'm not gonna not help you. Now, if you're not helping yourself, then yeah, you up shit creep. But if you helping yourself, I'm deaf foot. And I always been that way. Like, I don't care if we got differences, no, any of that. It needs to be done because you you were man enough to come to me to ask for help. So who am I to turn you down? That's not right. And, and a lot of people do that. And Gil Scrub ain't fell off yet when it came to the to the core part. Like, brother still got abs. I'm talking about from playing football. Oh, yeah. Like, brother been on top of that shit for a long time. So I, I believe, like, whatever that nigga say do, I ain't got no trouble, like you say, like for that's that's proof yeah. of like, cause and then as in the younger age, you could just say we were young, our metabolism was just like we in our thirties and bro still like that man ain't even no model to where like brother working a full time job like as a supervisor with chisel like that like brother what you doing because I'm working all this I ain't even got to work that long in my job I got the time to work out and my shit don't look like that. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he putting like. Tell me what you doing, he, dog. He when I say he putting it in, he putting it in. He be up four o'clock in the morning in the gym, like or either if he ain't like that's on his off days. But if he working, he go work out. Like when he get off, he go work out, and then he'll go home do whatever, and he'll go to work, and when he get off, he right back home. 
I catch them every morning before I go to work. I'm looking at his Instagram and I'm trying to get them motivated, bro. Start this workout stuff because I'm, I don't care if you sell a video. Yeah. I'm on it. A book. I'm on it. I pay for like, a subscription. Yeah, I was always told you pay for quality. Yeah. And if it's quality, I'm going to pay for it. That's why when people come to me, they know they're going to get quality. They know I'm going to take my time. They know I'm going to put it out there. And if anything mess up, I come back. I'm not going to let you go down that road. Like trying to find, like, like I was telling you about your truck. I'm not about to shit you. Why would I shit you when I'm trying to build something? I want you to keep coming back, but not, but not, un, but not cheat yourself yeah. and not understanding yeah. that it's still your business. If it's out of my price range, I gotta respect that for your type of work and your quality, bro. Like it's out of my price range, and damn, I probably just gonna have to find somebody else to do it. I don't ever want somebody to lower themselves of knowing that because. Some people will lie to you and tell you that they can't afford that. And they just shitting you. They just want you to come down. So it's like you have to really gauge up, bro. I know if bro really had it, he understand my quality of work. Or like you said the first time, like, okay, I don't usually do this. I'm going to do this for you at this price the first time for you to see my work. Because you never had me before. But understand, this is my price. You know what I'm saying? And understand this shit. I ain't gonna lie. What's your price? I got, once you do this and you do it to the best, it, but I can't fuck this up no more because that nigga expensive. <laughs> that means I gotta go find somebody else and I got the, you get what you pay for. And if it's cheaper than this nigga, he do this amount of work, I ain't gonna get this. I gotta make sure I take care of this and this shit don't fuck up no more. But but the funny thing, since you bring that up, I deal with a lot of farmers. They get bread. Like, if I would've known about farming, Way before high school, my career would have went toward farming. Because farming made way more money than we make. Country boy. Yeah, because they, bro, it ain't even about the whole country boy because you got city folks running farms now. Yeah. And, and it's all a scam. Like, most of, <laughs> bro, I'm dead serious. Like, I watched this guy. He got five fields. And they like 500 acres of field. What he would do is he would plant the same thing in all five fields. Well, two of those fields are going to get moved to two other fields and they're going to collect insurance on the other two fields. Mm-hmm. Say it didn't make, it burnt up, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But these two fields made all this and we're going to go with that. And the insurance people going to come out, take pictures. They're going to see it's messed up and they're going to go to the other fields, take pictures and they're going to cut them a check right along with the other check they get from sending that cotton off to all these t-shirt places. They making money. The biggest scam. When the pandemic hit, they got these big, I'm talking about, this dude, I think he got like $20 million just, and his farm don't even make $20 million in a year. $20 million don't even have to pay it back. The biggest scam ever. They go buy brand new vehicles, like off the lot. Teslas, uh, King Ranches, uh, Dodge Chargers, right? All that shit off. Don't have to pay taxes on it. Pay, get it brand new. It's a big scam, man. I'm telling you. Like, I done learned a lot with just doing welding and maintenance. Y'all, y'all thought doctors make money? No, that's a lie. These farmers, 
these welders, these diesel mechanics, truck drivers, if you're an owner-operator, you can make the bread. You just got to be willing to put in work. And that's what comes back to the whole team thing. With truck driving, you get you a team. Your team should be, if you got somebody, your significant other, and yourself. She your dispatch, you the person that drive the truck and pick up the check. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. I got a cousin right now. He drive up and down out that port every day, $700 a day. What are you making that at? <coughs> you got a plan that don't cost that much. It don't cost it's, it's, yeah. I, I brother, like, this nigga's coming out of the port a thousand a day. Yeah. Like, if I do five, they're making bread. It's a thousand a day. I'm just like, look. Five, like, that's a thousand a day. And then if you if you split that with somebody, you still coming out five hundred a day. Yeah. You're making a killing, man. So if you had your own truck, like a thousand a day, five days a week, like if you stay local, it's harder because of it sounds easier because you're not going anywhere. But you spend a lot of time in and out that port. Some days is good, some days it's not. Mm. But the days that's good and you can make like twelve hundred dollars, like it's niggas who could just get a hundred per box. It's mothers that's paying two hundred a box or one fifty a box. So you going in to take you the box that you taking in, that's one hundred and fifty. The box you taking out, that's one hundred and fifty. That's three hundred for just that one run. Yeah. And most of the time, if it's a good day. If the port is nice to you, you only be in there for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if you start at five o'clock when it open till five o'clock that it closed for 30, just an hour apiece. If it's a good day, just from you getting in at six and working to five, but just an hour, just imagine how many boxes you can turn. That's only if it's an hour. An hour. Most of the time it's not going to be like that, but even being in there, over an hour, maybe just an hour 15, seven turns, bro. If you can get that. Now, it used to be real easy when fuel was, I remember Gee, when yeah. diesel was 235. Like, that bitch $5 now. Like, 2019? I think as soon as 2020 after that election, that bitch went up to like $3 plus after that. Like, before that, it was 225, 215. Oh, you weren't paying shit for diesel gas. And that was the time to be alive. And I'm going to tell you another uh, secret that a lot of people don't know. Hot shot. Mm-hmm. Now, if you plugged in at JCB, because I know a dude that do it, and he been trying to get me to do it for a while. If you pull three of they damn lifts to Jacksonville and back, going to Jacksonville is 24000 with three of they machine coming back up is another 24,000. Now, this man making bank, he only do it three days a week. And he was like, man, I'll put you in a truck and everything. He was like, all I asked for like the first six months, you uh give me like uh 10,000 each month and you good. He said, I'll put you in with the people, get you locked in, show you the rope, show you all the insurance. And all you doing is picking up from JCB and you dropping it off down to the Jacksonville. 24,000 or 2400. No, it's 24,000 total 
like for those three machines. Oh, okay. It's the machine. Yeah, he's pulling the back holes, the track holes, oh. the lifts. He's pulling through okay, the Okay, so yeah, so he's not pulling the box. He's pulling out the shit that they're going to have to put something on the back of it saying yeah, wide low or yeah. and it's going to tell you it's wide on the outside yeah. and it's long on the back. Yeah, because and that's most of the times you probably need a, sometimes you may need an escort depending on how, how wide, how it, wide is. it is. So yeah, that is. And if they're going to pay you 24 grand for that, that mean they getting paid a lot for that because they got to actually pay for the escort too sometimes or yeah. whatever. Then, so that mean they making a lot of fucking money. I ain't never heard. I got to look into bro, that. Uh, Jace, his mom, Total Transport. Yeah. She has a contract with JCB. Okay. She's getting, man, she don't even live here no more. And well, she, she making back. Right? No, Florida. Florida, yes. Making bank. Like, bruh, I'm telling I know how to make money. I was just born to make money. It's just sometimes I fall off because I get lazy. And yeah, it's all right. That's human nature. Yeah. It's I all think right. That's human nature. Yeah. It's all right to be lazy sometimes, but it's like when I need to make some serious money, I find a way. And like I tell my wife, everything that I buy has a resale value. I learned that a long time ago. Stop buying stuff with no resale value. Yes. Everything you buy yes. needs to have a resale value. Like, I don't care if you get, like, you paid a thousand for it and you get $600 for You know, gun well, you done played or dealt with that thing yeah. way more than what it was worth. Yeah. So, yeah, like $600, I'm winning in my eye. And my wife's like, well, why you keep buying stuff to sell stuff? I said, because I know I'm going to find it cheap. Why we keep buying shit? That don't bring us no. I I never understood buying car. I mean clothes, shoes, and overly spending on Gucci and 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 designer shit that you can't resell. Like even with jewelry, I think I don't get it. But even with jewelry, though, like you can get something back for that. Even with TV, something you're not gonna ever get that amount. But it's like we choose to pay buy stuff just the stunt with it, but it has, it holds no value in our life. So why do we feel happy about posting that we got it or feeling like we fronting with it when it don't bring any value, but a like on social media or for people to be like, Oh, they got that. But I just think we wait. Our minds are so fucked up when it comes to economics and we blame somebody, the the other race having their foot on our neck, but we are not, economically inclined and knowledgeable like we supposed to to not feel like we need their help so much that we feel like like you some stuff people well, well, I'm we st- it cause, it's cause we feel like we don't know the importance of an after or the we just buy this shit shit don't make that be a dollar after two years from now we stand on Instagram and Facebook the thing is about me like I didn't grew from that. That was my high school, college days, you know, coming up. I ain't going to say I was poor, but my people had money. We was comfortable. Yeah. So I never seen the the reason to stunt because I always felt like that's putting a target on my back. Like, Thank you. When I got, Thank when I first you. came to grow, I, <laughs> I shit y'all not. I got my schedule. My mom left, dropped me off. My first class was in the gym. 
I'm walking to the jail. I'm not used to the city like that. I'm just moseying. I get to the gym. I don't see no handles on the door. Next thing I know, I hear pop, pop, pop. Somebody shoot. I panic. Take off to the front office. Get up to the front office. I'm breathing hard. I'm like, call my mama. I got to go. I'm in the wrong place. She was like, no, no, condom. What you talking about? They shooting outside. It ain't no doorknobs on the gym. I need help. I'm about to leave. <laughs> she was like, Nah, you ain't about to leave. Nah, I got, I got you, I got you. She called coach. He called open the door. He greeted me. How your day going? So now I got to act cool. Like none of that never happened. He walked me into the gym and I sit down and, um, I can't remember who, who the little cat was or whatever, but, um, he was like, what up, man? Where you from? So I went to tell him where I was from. I was like, man, I ain't used to this. I was like, I'm about to deal. Y'all ain't going to see me coming back, all this other stuff. So I guess Buddy went and told Coach. Coach pulled me in the office. He was like, Mike, what's going on? I'm like, man, y'all got too much going on. I ain't used to this. I come from a school with 300 people, and that's with the elementary school and middle school hooked to the high school. I'm not used to this. I'm ready to go. Y'all bugging. And he was like, nah, man, nah. He was like, that little incident, you gotta, you gotta understand that you're gonna hear that from time to time. He was like, you hear, you know how it is with hunting and all that. He was like, the hood back there, you gotta understand, you're gonna hear all that. They got drug dealer going on. So he kind of eased me into the situation or whatever. Hey, see this one. And then, yeah, that was a clean finesse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to figure out like that don't that don't make me feel at ease at all but, but to see, tell me, hey man, you gonna hear shit like that. But see, in the country, Coach Brown, yeah, and see, Coach Brown, he was finessing shit. But see, like the thing was where I come from. We hear gunshots because they hunting and all that other crazy stuff. But you don't hear that shit in God City. There ain't no, no hunters right. in God City, but, I mean, I know that, but I'm... Now you know, yeah, but, but nigga, you let a nigga finesse you, cause because you ain't knew what God City for God. Yeah, it ain't, yeah. bro. But, but see, you looking at that cut behind the baseball field, that's that's about the only woods you gonna see, dog. Ain't no hunting in no, God City. No, but I'm just saying, like, when he told, like, he was like, man, that's the hood. And I start seeing, like, when we got out of class, I seen everybody Walking like nobody ain't hit them guns. Dog, you, you hunt humans in the hood. You don't hunt animals but, in the hood. But I mean, because half the grows was from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's normal. It's normal. So yeah, you know, so we I, know, but we know them ain't animals. Yeah, that niggas hunting. But see, look, I fell in line with it, and then you know we did the little spring training. And I had to make a name for myself because Joy them was like, oh, nigga, that, that position mine. You ain't got to worry about none of that. So we get to the, the black and gold game. Yeah, Train man, coming man. down, Cam threw an interception. Joey just so happened to catch the ball. Oh, I'm yeah. in that running back. I remember back. that. I hit Joey so hard, I gave Joey a concussion. I remember that. After Ooh, that, they was like, shit, yeah, we not that. playing with him like that. Yeah. We, we know he cool. So after yeah. that, it was like, I, I got a name. The monster was like, Mike, come on, you starting. You ain't even playing. You remember I got a trouble at the JV game? Uh-huh. Oh, you got hit my man too hard. Yeah, but him and Eric, him and Eric got banned from playing JV. <laughs> I never forget, boy, Eric Green. I never forget we playing Savannah High in the JV game, and um, the boy, the dude ran a reverse, and Eric was running so fast, 
thinking that the ball was on the other side. He wasn't even paying attention to the dude that had the ball. And just so happened they collided because Eric was paying attention to the other side. Eric hit that boy so hard. When he gave him the ball, by the time he gave him the ball and Eric hit him, hit him the paramedics was on the field. Mm-hmm. They were coming to scrape that boy off of the football field. After that, he could not play JV yeah. anymore. And we played Windsor. They kept telling Mike the blitz. And when I tell you, the motherfucker kept going over the center. Listen, every time in the backfield after every snap, they stopped that motherfucker from playing. And then they made us dress out for the championship game. Coach Demasi cuts my ass. Right. Yeah, they, we we won. Now. Yeah. This is city championship. Yeah. So it was a play, like he said. They sent me on the blitz. I hit the quarter. Now, the ball was on the fit, like the 10 yards. Nah, it was close. It was like the three or the five. It was like three or the five. It was a goal. It was a goal line. It, we had to have a goal line stance. Well, That's I, what it was. But I hit the dude so hard, he flew back into the back of the end zone. And, like, some kind of way we recovered the ball, scored a touchdown. And Coach Hunter was like, you ain't getting in no more. You might as well take a seat. Uh, Joey scooped the fumble up yeah. and ran it back like 90-something yards. So, I sat down. Me, Kendall was like, Mike, what you doing? I was like, nigga, I got my phone in my sock. I pulled it out. I'm texting, talking on the phone. We get to halftime. We go in the locker room. Demasi pissed off. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? So, everybody looking like, Coach, we winning. You know, what you, what you stressing about? You motherfuckers over here on the goddamn phone. As soon as he said that, I dropped. <laughs> yeah, we was in that bit prime time. Yeah, like I was, we was like in that bit prime time. But I, I just felt like JV was a waste of time for me. Yeah, you got these other cats that don't really get to play on varsity. Get on a moment. Like, yeah, I be there to support. But I also, like he said, I got females I want to take. I, I'm trying to lead the game. I ain't even want to be here. Yeah. Thursday, we supposed to be doing walkthroughs and I supposed to be caking or something like that. But it didn't work like that. He was like, nah, you dressing out today. Go go down, get ready with the team. Yeah, they paid for that. Yeah. We had a I ain't gonna front even that practice. Like, man, talk hit this nigga like, all right, man, yo, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm not do that. Like, take it, take that motherfucker down there with other dudes. <laughs> hey, right, cause if he give me a headache, but it's on. Yeah. I I'm not my bro. That man want to run full speed every play. Like we know, like we you know the play, bro. Why you running that hard? You know the play, so I'm not about you. Know I'm coming that way. Why you still going so hard? And you then, gonna hurt me. And then another, another. You are going to hurt me, son. I can understand if you didn't know the play. Yeah. And you hit me, bro. Don't try to go 110 percent knowing the ball coming but, inside. But see, the thing was. That day, me and uh, Ronell got in trouble by Coach Wilkes for hitting Cam. Cam got on a red jersey, so that that mean off limits. But the whole thing is, all right, we doing what we supposed to do. He's stepping up in the pocket after we touch him or whatever and still throwing the ball, making completion. And you getting mad at us, making us do up downs. So I told Ronell, I was like, bro, I'm going to keep it real with you. I said, I'm about to keep it 100 with you. I'm not about to keep doing no up down because he's stepping up, making the throw. So, Ronell, the first play, Ronell, beeline cam. I'm talking about 
took him off his feet. Coach Wilson said, God damn it, Ronell, I told you you died. Hit. That's a real fucking jersey. The very next play, Ronell hold up. I knocked the shit out of Kevin. He said, Coach, he looked at Demasi, threw his hands up. Demasi looked at me and I said, look, if he going to keep making us do up-downs because we touching him and yeah. he's still throwing the ball, I'm still going to knock the shit out of him. You got to put him on his back. Like, what, what's the point of me having to get punished because you letting him throw the ball? In the game, he ain't going to be able to throw the ball. So at the end of the day, I'm just going to put him on his back. Same thing with punt team, William Stewart. First punt, because Demasi had a meeting or something. They punted it on um, Alexander. Punt the ball. It hung up there. He catch the ball. We set the little wall. And I'm coming up the side like I'm supposed to. But I'm like, half ass. The monster see it. He slammed his hat down. Oh, y'all get it chopping. So we chopping. We doing up down. We trying to figure out why we doing up down. This just a practice. Well, he said we let William Stewart score. So I said, all right, fuck all that. I said, run it back. He said, run it back, run it back. And I, I looked at uh, Alexander, because you know he was there, and I pointed up, like, hang it up there. He kicked that damn ball. I'm talking about that hung up there. As soon as he caught it, I hit that motherfucker's so arm. I tried to kill him. I ain't going to lie. I tried to kill his ass. Because he, like I told him, I get tired of have to do extra work because of them. You want to be a practice team superstar. When we out here, we going through the motions to make sure we lined up right. Yeah. So when they picked that man up off the field, he tried to walk to, you remember they had that fence over there before yeah. they had the track. He tried to walk off the field that way. So they had to grab him and pull him to the side. The trainer talking to him. So Demasi stopped the little thing that I have a little meeting with us. And I hit him over there talking to the dude, talking about, can you tell me who the president is right now? He's talking about Bill Clinton. <laughs> They were like, Bill, that nigga sensitive, dog. Man, look, I got sensitive. so tired Concussion of getting punished. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I couldn't get down with that, bro. The nigga was just, uh, it, yeah, I, I couldn't. I would rather. That's why I stayed on defense. I like this nigga mm-hmm. on my side. That's one person. That's one less person I got to worry about. Cause I mean, I just was there. I wanted to just play football just cause I needed something to do. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't trying to go to college for it. I wasn't trying to go. These guys out here trying to get Division One scholarship. I'm just trying to have something to do, man, so you get females and you can just have fun. You ain't got to go home after mm-hmm. school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be a kid. These motherfuckers out here trying, they out here fighting for their life, bro. And you, you aggressive like that, cause coming like that. I, this is here, man. We say that for the game, but you don't fuck up your, your teammates like that, man. We about to fight. Mm-hmm. For real. And I mean, so, sometimes it was fighting things, but it's just like, like I said, if we just do a walkthrough, why are you going 100%? Now you about to turn into turn me into this demon that I don't want to do right But then now. that's the thing. Like, you turn into a demon to a nigga who ain't did that shit to you, bro. Like, it's somebody who's just in the vicinity that just got to get punished. And that's just not the risk that I would ever wanted to take that. I'm the one in the line of fire, bro. Like, I ain't the one who did that shit to you. Like, remember who the fuck did that shit to you and you handle it with them. That's like a drive-by, bro. Like, you going back on your art, but you just, you want to, you want, it's straight bullets, bro. Yeah. You just hit me with a straight bullet and you know 
Don't shoot in the crowd, bro. Shoot for whoever you know you got beef with. That's how kids and people yeah. get. No, bro, you gonna get me a well, concussion. I want to go to school you, the next day and you, talk to people. Yeah, but you right. You right about that. Feel you, me? You, you, I want to go to school and be able to function the next day when I know I ain't wronged you, nigga. You you, you right about it, but just, all right. When we were younger, and you just ever got mad at where you didn't see nothing, but it's like in the game. No, but I'm saying like in, like strangers. No, but look, we, not your teammates. We, you never we, gonna get me to understand we, that. No, but look, my whole thing is we practicing right. Yeah, you just watch this man get down on me off of something that could have been avoided by you saying, "Hey, bro, man." Was I the one that scored? No. All right, no, man. No, no, but this is what I'm saying. Like, because you, you said, a crackbacker, nigga, and a crackback is a man who's not paying attention that has nothing to do with it, Mike. But on that, no, I'm just saying. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, if all right, this man that got us in trouble. I don't know this man about to switch all out like that because we get chewed <laughs> out. So what? Once, once we turn our head, we get chewed out. Wilson already got them lined up. He fussing at us, telling us to get lined up. All I see is red. I'm already pissed. Cause we just got into an up down. We just had to look this man in his face, listen to him fuss us out. Then after he do that, we gotta get in mode. Cause it's like, all right, now you have you know if you have that, what's gonna happen again. So I don't want that to happen again. So whoever there, and I know what the play going on. I'm going to stop you from stopping that man from making the play, or I'm going to go make the play. So either decision, like, somebody got to make it because I'm not doing that shit again. I feel you. And it's like... I feel you. I understand. But that's why I say I pick my battles wisely. Like, again, I pick my battles wisely, and I just have to address it and say, hey, before we go, listen, I'm, I'm not going full speed, so chill out. Like, yeah. I always tell niggas in front of me, like, bruh, don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. All right? I'm make it look good for you. Don't be a hero. But what you they can't tell him that. <laughs> you can't tell him that. So you stay out of the way. No, but it ain't. You stay out of the it, way. If, if we not, because some days we had good practice. Well, we ain't do nothing out of the way. We just, everybody, we already knew. Nigga, I'm tired. We had, we had bloody Tuesday. I ain't trying to do nothing else but make it through the day so we can get to Thursday do I walk through? We had good practices, man. But on them days where we just getting, we getting the business handed to us because it may not be him. And like he said, he joined the defensive side. When we got them black jerseys, it was like, shit, we, we with it. So if I'm telling somebody, look, man, I ain't trying to do you wrong, so let's just bump it up. Me and Kendall had that, that understanding real good. When I was down in the trenches, I told him, bro, I ain't trying to do you like that. We boys, let's just bump. Let me go. I'm going to step across and I'm going to step. Stay right there. And that's that. We did that. But then you got, like I say, these superstars, these younger guys that think they something that they ain't. And you get joked by a no-name. Yeah. What we going, ooh. Yeah. Then what they do? Your pride and your egos kick in. And you young, you don't know how to control this with these hormones and all this other stuff but going you, on. But when you see red and rage, bro, just understand, I ain't the one that did that. We already had a discussion before. Yeah, right. Let's let's keep going with the listen. Go line up somewhere else. You are right. Well, but I could, you know, when I, I was just wrong, say. Give me a heads up, listen, <laughs> bro. I'm mad. 
Alright bro I'm gonna go <laughs> one time bro You gonna handle what you handle yeah, you, you but, right. if, but if I'm gonna be here Bro Listen here what we discussed before, you mad? You good? Yeah. Nigga, we get down like, all right, look, I done seen you get chewed out. You straight? Yeah. <laughs> Is you good? Cause, bruh, if, if you hurt me, it's over. It's over. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> you good? Is you straight? You're right. Cause I swear to God, if you not, I'm about to let you go and you go handle who you need to handle. Cause you not about to get mad, slay me to go make the play. Not just, not just hit me hard. You about to aggressively, I'm standing straight up. Now you slay me to the ground to go make the play. Now, as you slay me down, I'm falling. Now I got to trip you up. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about how I can mess you up so you can Yeah. Like, now I've got to make, I got to make you get in trouble again. And I, and I mean, like I said, Justin wanted in two minutes to cross by. It was more so like, hey, look, hold on. I'm see, fucking see, smart. See, the Marcy had something out. For me and Eric Green. Like, I don't know if he's seen something in us, but we was the two freshmen that got flopped in and out between each other. So it was like, one day we was doing like the little 707 shit. And I get in, I do my part, he don't say nothing to me. Eric again in, and he'll keep getting on Eric, getting on Eric. So I'm Eric coming to the side. I was like, bro, it's all right. It's all right. I say, I'm going to tell you how to counter it when I go do my, because they was running the same play back to back. So I could tell you where it's coming at. And Eric, you know, Eric Goofy, he want to laugh, Pete. So I tell E, I said, all right, man, you done got fussed out twice. It's going to be a hook curl come right there in front of you, step in and then get the pick. So Eric laughing at what I done said. I'm like, Eric, ain't shit funny. I'm letting you know now. You about, he about to punish the whole defense. So Eric laughing, he go out there, Demont, he miss it, and Buddy catch it and go. Mm-hmm. So Demonte yell, and Demont, well, Demont was yelling at Coach Gray, and Coach Gray started yelling at Eric, and I'm telling Eric, Eric laughing at them, fussing at him, because Eric like, man, fuck this shit. I don't need this shit. And I'm telling Eric, nah, nigga, stay on the pick, and you motivate me to play. Just as hard or whatever. So he laughing. I don't know what the hell happened that day. I guess he got a little bucket in his system. And he was like, I don't give a fuck what these coaches say. I'm going to do me. And Cam had a, a thing of doing that too. So he out there. He laughing. We doing up downs. So we get it done. I said, Eric, I got the next three reps or whatever. He told me, nah, I'm like, I'm about to run it back. So the next time he catched the pig and he run it in. So I was like, Eric. Was it that hard? Yeah. Like, you just made all of us do this extra work because you been lazy and you want to peek and laugh. Like, man, I was, when it came to football, football was my first love before, well, um, he'll tell you this. I was a beathead. That's what he called beathead. I yeah. love football. And I told everybody, they were like, Mike, you going to the combine? I said, man, you already know I'm there. You ain't got to say nothing else. We go to Vidalia, uh, I think that's what it was. So I end up running like the fastest 40 at the little coaches combine that year. And all these coaches keep coming up to me. You want to come to this school? You want to come to school? I'm like, nah, I'm good. So we get back on the bus. The monster said, I want the names of all the coaches that uh was trying to get you. I'm like, nah, coach. I said, don't worry about it. I'm not going nowhere. Long as you there, I'm there. So... We get back to the school. 
Everybody find out I ran in the four foes and all that. Everything started looking up for me or whatever. So um, we going into our 11th grade season or whatever. I end up having a good little season or whatever with tackles and all that. Then I was kicking field goals and stuff because um, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, no. <clears throat> he went to that deaf school or whatever. So uh, everything was looking good. Demasi had helped me chop up my huh. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, Demasi had helped me chop up my highlight tape, and we sent it out to a couple schools. I got the hit back on two schools or whatever. It was Auburn and Louisville, but they was writing my mom and they was writing Demasi, and they was trying to set up a little visit or whatever. So we ended up getting the news that Demasi was leaving. Yeah. And when Demasi left, a situation ended up happening with me where I ended up having to leave the school or whatever. And I went back to Statesboro. So Kendall was like, yeah, man, some coaches came by. And it was like, they were looking for uh, Michael Higgins. And I was like, we don't know nobody about that, man. And I was like, bro, what? He was like, man, we ain't never call you no damn Michael Hagen. We call you Stagebrill or oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, PTL yeah. or Meathead or something like that. Or yeah. uh, uh, I can't remember the name damn Richard used to say on top of Stagebrill. But he was like, we didn't know you about it. So he was like, I said, so y'all ain't. He was like, bro, I'm telling you. And then he was like, the other coach was hating on me. Um, I don't know the dude's name or whatever. Yeah. Um, we, we only knew you by Mike. Yeah, but they... Full they, names ain't really... Yeah, good. they came in or whatever. So when, by the time I reached out to them two schools, it was too late. They had already filled the positions or whatever. So I ended up getting uh, Albany State and I got uh, Georgia Southern. And I really didn't want to leave Statesboro, so I was like, I'm just going to go to Georgia Southern. But at the time, I was playing around with my test scores, and I ain't take it serious. So it was like I had to go to East Georgia and then transfer. So in the process of me doing that, I ended up getting my son, and I just dropped out of school and just worked. And on top of me working, that's how I found Weldon. And Weldon became my football, my first love after football. So yeah, that's how I got it. How that shit all came together. Yeah. But you know, I'm hey, I'm glad you uh you came through though, bro. Like just to know that we all can motivate each other. Like mm-hmm. this shit has become something beautiful in therapy for me. Like this is I never really I never ever thought that when I thought about this, that it would grow and become what it is. Like, especially when it comes to men, like throughout, you know, my season one, ending my season one and just throughout my season two. Now, the growth that has come and just the people that come in and can understand, they stress that this is motivation. This is therapy. This is something that pushes me to it's a great feeling. And um, I'm glad that you guys, bro, that y'all have been so, you know, planet, man, and so just on my behind about, bro, like, holding me accountable, especially you, and you, hey, bro, you ain't forgot about tomorrow, like, bro, I, I really appreciate it. you always hitting me up, telling me about the episode, man, and calling me, man, listen, boy, I'm proud of you. This, that one you just did today, man, was, bro, that, that's, that's one of your best ones. I appreciate that, man, and I thank you, and I, you know, 
when when your podcast drop, when both of y'all buzz podcast drop in January, man, like you best believe, man. I'm number one. Hey, I'm on it. Like, what day? What's up? You know what I'm saying? If it's live, I'm there. If it, you know, every time that it drop, I I got I gotta call you up and tell you about what I heard. Like sometimes you gotta know people listening. Sometimes you want to know that somebody can tell you about what it was, tell you what's the good part. So what they heard about it, man, and what they think. You don't, you want to ask people what you think, but you don't want to be overly sickening about it every mm-hmm. single time. But if somebody comes to you willingly and tell you what they think, you know, whether or not you take it the wrong way or not, you know what it is that can push you to do better and what people like. That one person tell you, like, at least you know somebody. That likes that. You don't know if anybody else, but you know one person. So you stick to that. And you're like, okay, boom, let's see if everybody else is into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And depending who tells you that's good, yeah. you really can roll with that and be like, okay, I, I trust that motherfucker judgment anyway. That's not somebody just trying to be nice to me because mm-hmm. cool. If he's saying that, that's that's what's up. Let me stick with that and let me build off of that too. So, man, definitely, bro. Like, and when y'all boys ready for your boy to step in the building for, you know, for me to come through and make an appearance. Hey, you ain't just got to tell me today. I ain't never, man. I, nah, like I said, when I asked bro about, when I told bro about you coming on, it wasn't like, hey, it was like, hey, what day? Like, all right, you cool with that? Hey, let's do it. Like that, you ain't never got to worry about me having to fit nothing in. When y'all but say y'all need something when it comes to this, when it comes to y'all business or this, I got you. That's, that's that's no doubt. And I but, just want to, before you keep going, I just want to give you your flowers on your platform. You're doing it, man. Like, I don't care what nobody say. Whatever y'all got going on, it's inspirational to me. So if you helping one person, I catch that as a win. So I'm giving you your flowers on your own platform. Keep up the good work, man. I appreciate that. Um. Before we close out, bro, Ove, you got anything that you want to, you know, tell the people, anything that you want to drop to them, man? No, um, just to kind of kind of figure out both of y'all, I think the greatest thing to see, because we all, uh, we all went to the same high school, you know, we all kind of, maybe, you know, a little further out as far as, like, graduating, but it's good to see, like, it kind of come back. And then, granted, we may not have what y'all played for together, but um, I know for me, like, it, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of just, we still went to the same school, not necessarily know each other, but, you know, we still took the same school, but to see how it kind of worked out, it's just good to see that, and, you know, people who are, who may want to do this, or whatever the case is, they, they get inspired by it, but, I don't know, man, I appreciate y'all for real. Yeah. I appreciate it. We appreciate hey, you too. I want you to do that for me, though. And once a week, bro. <laughs> all right. Better it up. Better it up. Say, man, um, Mike, give them all your tags that you want to follow you on. And, um, um, on how they Facebook do. is uh, Michael Hagen's Welding and Fabrication. On Instagram is M.M. Hagen's. I don't know if the two there or not, but <laughs> if it is there, just put a two behind and it'll pop up. Um, and all my podcast stuff hasn't got signed up yet, but it's going to be uh, mine, fuck, P-H-U-C-K, just to clear that up so you'll know. Um, and I just appreciate it, man. Thank you for giving me the time. Hey, you know, you don't want to use the curse word. I use F-A-W-K. So, you know, however you can change up fuck, dog. Like, 
to make it clean for people, for the Christian folks to be able to tell them. It's like, no, not that fuck. It's P-H-U-C-K. Like, oh, okay, so you ain't cursed. Okay, okay, bet, bet, bet. Yeah, yeah, I ain't cursed. But yeah, we definitely, man, be on the lookout for that, man. Once again, I appreciate y'all boys for coming through in the rabbit hole. And it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Fire with me.